It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, December 4th, 2020. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. Two Haines residents in their 20s and 30s are still missing following Wednesday's massive slide brought by heavy storms. As KHNS's Claire Strumpel reports, the search effort was suspended at dusk with rescuers planning to resume at first light. Governor Mike Dunleavy made a formal disaster declaration following the landslides that destroyed houses in Haines. He made the announcement via Twitter. Meanwhile, the search continued Thursday for David Simmons and Janae Larson, who have been unaccounted for since a massive slide devastated as many as four houses the day before. They lived at the same Beach Road property, now buried in rock, mud, and debris. Janae Larson graduated Haynes High School in 2016 and was hired this year to teach at the elementary school. Roy Getchell, superintendent of schools, calls her a beloved kindergarten teacher. She's somebody that kids look up to and somebody that colleagues, you know, especially even though she's young, somebody that her colleagues look up to as well for her just positive nature and her wisdom and, and truthfully our just amazement and, and how well she's done as a brand new teacher this year. The other missing person is David Simmons, who was hired earlier this year to head the Haynes Economic Development Corporation. I spoke to David uh, about two hours uh, before the landslide. Randall Simmons is David's father. He called me and, and uh, just was uh, letting me know that there's a lot of rain going on. And, and I said, thank God you're up in the, in the hills. You're not down where the flooding's going to be. And I, I figured he was safe as could be, you know, up the, up the road there. He got the call from David's girlfriend, Libby Jacobson, just hours later to say the structures had been swept away and his son was missing. He says his son, David Simmons, was well-traveled and spoke several languages. He'd lived abroad, but settled in southeast Alaska after visiting his cousin here in Haines. Of all the places in around the entire world, Haines was his home forever. And then he met Libby, and, and uh, his life is on such a, such a wonderful path. He was so happy. Now, Randall Simmons is waiting for updates at his home in Chico, California. David Simmons recently spearheaded a drive for residents to shop locally during the pandemic. Those that worked with him say he's already made his mark on the wider region. David is a pleasure to work with, really smart, um, energetic, uh, also doing some good work in Haines in addition to the uh, working with us and delivering assistance to businesses across the state. Brian Holst runs the Juno Economic Development Council. I know he's a strong, capable person, so I just am holding out hope that all is well for him. As darkness fell around 3 p.m. Thursday, Haines Mayor Douglas Olrood announced the search would be suspended until morning light. Coastline search and helicopter surveys were conducted today. They will resume tomorrow. Ground is currently unstable for a ground search. As darkness fell around 3 p.m. Thursday, Haines Mayor Douglas Olrood announced the search would be suspended until morning light. The ongoing recovery is supplemented by firefighters from across southeast Alaska, U.S. Coast Guard personnel, and first responders from state agencies. The Haynesboro has declared a local disaster, with dozens displaced and roads blocked by flooding and debris. With saturated ground from record rainfall, a flash flood watch remains in effect across all of Haynes and Skagway until at least Friday afternoon. Reporting in Haynes, I'm Claire Strempel. Sitka Health officials reported two new coronavirus cases on Thursday. The first patient is a woman in her 60s. The second is a female between the ages of 10 and 19. According to information on the city's COVID dashboard, both patients were experiencing symptoms when they received testing on December 1st. Both are residents and were likely exposed to the virus through contact with a known positive case rather than community spread. 
As of 5 p.m. on Thursday, Sitka had reported 223 coronavirus cases since the start of the pandemic. 32 of those cases are still considered active, according to city data. The Sitka School Board will consider acknowledging Hlinget lands when it formally opens its meetings if a proposal introduced on Wednesday gets traction. The so-called land acknowledgement is a sign of respect towards Alaska's indigenous populations, and many government bodies are adopting a statement of gratitude as policy. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. The proposal for a land acknowledgement was introduced by board member Blossom Twitchell, who is not Klingit, but in Yupiak. Twitchell said that an acknowledgement was about more than board policies and procedures. This is an actionable step of tangible evidence that we are open to to um, acknowledging the land that we are living on. The land acknowledgement has already been adopted by government entities like the Anchorage Assembly, the Fairbanks School Board, and the Ketchikan City Council. In Sitka, the acknowledgement, which reads something like, we are grateful to be guests on Klingit Ani, is beginning to be seen often on email letterheads and social media posts. No one on the Sitka School Board pushed back on the proposal itself, but there was concern about the language. Even Twitchell admitted that the acknowledgement would take different forms based on the cultural traditions of a given community. Member Paul Ryu thought the board should do some legwork before adopting the proposal. I think there's some great language out there that's already been developed, um, but I certainly think that reaching out to our partners at the tribe, um, you know, they have an entire cultural resource department to, to help us with this. Ryu said that he agreed with the spirit of the proposal, however, and he would look to Twitchell to amend it with the appropriate wording after consultation with tribal citizens. Board President Amy Morrison said her only concern was getting it right. Member Eric Van Sice, however, wondered if the acknowledgement would be a one-time affirmation or something that happened every meeting, like the Pledge of Allegiance. Twitchell responded that there was power in statements and that this one should be made every meeting. This is positive reinforcement, especially with the historical presence of what education has been within the state and what role education has played um, with generational trauma and the indigenous people of Alaska, I think um, having it stated every meeting um, and treated just like a flag salute, I think it is meaningful and it would provide um, much of the healing process of moving forward. Paul Ryu moved to table the proposal to the board's January meeting to allow time to meet with partners and refine the wording. Member Andrew Hames agreed. I think this is the right direction to go. I think it should be something to be celebrated, so let's have that conversation first, and then um, let's do it together. To which Twitchell responded, definitely. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Two Petersburg-area residents are facing misdemeanor charges after accusing a police officer of inappropriate contact during an arrest in September. Petersburg's police chief says footage from the new body cameras shows the officer acted correctly. KFSK's Joe Vicknicki reports. Petersburg police officer Lewis Walker arrested Julie Rule for driving under the influence just after 7.30 in the evening, September 28th, at the Scow Bay turnaround south of Petersburg. I just want to go home and go to bed. Okay, in that case, turn around and put your hands behind your back. At this point, you're under arrest for driving under no, the influence. No, 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 no. Yes, ma'am. She wasn't driving. Okay, turn around and put your hands behind your back. So now you're going to go to court and there's going to be lawyers and she wasn't driving. I'm going to okay. testify that she wasn't and driving. And you're more than welcome to do that, sir. She wasn't driving the damn car. I was here 20 minutes ago, so she could have drank in the last 20 minutes. 
That's body camera footage of the arrest released by the department showing Rule and another local resident, James Vick. Anyway, you know, it's, a, it's an iffy case. You can leave your recorder on. Yes, sir. She wasn't driving the car. Okay. She doesn't have the keys. I totally I came understand. To pick her up. Okay. That's well, what we got. Do you have the a witness that's going to testify in court? Mr. Vick, the longer we stand here and argue, the longer we're standing out here. Now both Rule and Vick are facing charges of giving false information implicating another in a crime. According to a court complaint, Petersburg Police Chief Jim Kerr says the two came to him to file criminal charges against Walker. He says they told him the officer used two hands on Rule's butt while helping her get into the patrol vehicle. Kerr says he reviewed footage from the officer's body camera and determined Walker acted appropriately and according to training. When you escort someone, you escort them by holding on to their bicep area of their arm, and that is to allow you to control the person. If the person trips and falls, you can keep them from falling to the ground. If they try and pull away, you have access to hold on to them. And so he did everything 100% correct by policy, and he was very respectful during the entire process as well. He even shined the light for her so she could see in the car and helped her up when she asked for help. Walker also filed a report that he helped rule into the vehicle by grasping her upper arm. The video shows the officer shining his flashlight with his left hand into the vehicle as Rule asks for help getting into the back seat. Walker's right hand is not visible in the video as he helps her up into the vehicle. Kerr says he allowed both Rule and Vic to review the footage and recant their complaint. Yes, I offered numerous chances and I've they stuck with the story, and so this is where we're at. Kerr sent the court complaint to news outlets in Petersburg because of rumors in the community and says he's glad to have the video cameras in this time of increased police scrutiny. The body cams are new for the department, purchased this summer. PPD has used footage in prosecuting other local cases, but this is the first time police have used it locally to defend an officer against a complaint. KFSK left phone messages for Rule and her attorney, but did not hear back Wednesday. Vic on Thursday says he's been told by his attorney not to comment on the case. However, Vic says that Walker turned the camera on and off during the encounter and that the video does not show the entire arrest. Chief Kerr maintains police are not able to edit the video. The two have a court appearance on these charges December 9th. She's also facing charges of driving under the influence and violating conditions of release. In Petersburg, I'm Joe Vicknicki. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. This is Morning Edition on Raven.